Welcome to another episode of Passing Stones with John and Spencer. John, today's guest, I don't know what, what I could really say about her, because she's she's our wife and our producer. She is our wife <laughs> and our producer for both this and the radio show. Oh, yeah. And uh, honestly, it's incredible. I've been married to her for over a year now, and uh, I don't I've know. I've been married to her since the beginning of this podcast, yep. so <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> and so, anyway, without further ado, it's, uh, it's Kenzie, my wife and our wife. Kenzie Lee Maynard Holsey. So, um, anyway, welcome onto the program. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I didn't know that was your full name, so uh, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Are I you mean, excited to be here? I mean, I know you're here every I'm week. I'm here but... every time. <laughs> yeah, but you're just excited. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Oh, yeah. Shoot. But, I am excited. Well, what's it like sitting on this side of the computer? It Honestly, it's a little <laughs> more uncomfortable. Is it really? Well, yeah, because you won't let me get stools. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I have to kneel instead of just, like, sitting. <laughs> That's actually really true. I'm a cheapskate on a lot of things, and I don't think that we need to pay f- to sit. So, Kenzie, I mean, I and John obviously know you really well because we're married to you, but, I mean, we got to... We got to get people, you know, just um, some more information on who you are and uh, what you like to do. So for that, we also decided to bring in uh, our lovely bunny, Stardust. She's the only thing that matters in in our relationship. (laughs) And Stardust, what do you think about that? Just a thumb. That's it. (laughs) But it's kind of interesting, Ken's, in your opinion, I mean, because, well, let's have John tell this story. John, what what happens when you try to pet Stardust? (laughs) Well, I don't know, because you might disagree with this, but I think it's only with me. But I think Stardust <laughs> is bipolar with me, because sometimes I'll come over, and she's totally fine. She'll let me pet her. She'll actually walk she up to me. She loves you. But then, so th- I think this is uh, this is my opinion. She knows that I'm in a relationship right now, and she's a little jealous <laughs> that it's not with her. Because yesterday I came over to bring some sandbags, because we were worried about the rain, mm-hmm. and she charged me. She, like, <laughs> full-on hit her head right on my hand. Did she nip you? No. Uh, okay, good. No, she just, like, oh, hit man. me. Maybe it was a love tap. Maybe I'm, Maybe we're all just seeing this wrong. I don't yeah, know. maybe. She's giving you a little uh, fist bump without her fist. I'm going to be honest. I think that was an aggressive thing. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so it too. was love. No, no, it wasn't. I disagree, though. I think it was love, um, strictly out of that, but it was one of those, like, um, you've seen that episode of The Office where Michael's explaining, like, when Ryan comes back and he goes, Ryan scolded me today, but it was one of those, I could see it in his eyes, he looked at me and was like, hey man, I'm the boss now and I gotta make a statement. And I think that's what Stardust was trying to tell you last night. She was still Probably. the boss, she's the boss of that chair, and, you know, it wasn't anything against you. She knew it, but she just had to make a statement. I mean, you think about a friend group. And out of everybody within the friend group, the one that's meanest to you is normally the one that wants you to succeed the most. Yeah. So. It reminds mm. me of the the Nietzsche video where he's like, <laughs> what is he? I don't know. In my mind, he says, I love you, but I respect your distance. That's not what he says. <laughs> what does he say? I think that might actually be it. <laughs> I don't think he hey, says I, I love... think you're pretty neat, that's, but yeah. I respect your distance. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how Stardust feels So she about loves you. me from a distance. It's the yeah. thought of me that she loves. Yeah. It's the thought that counts. Because literally, like, whenever anybody comes in the door, even Spence and I, she'll run and hide under her loft, but you came in and she was just, like, straight chilling, like she didn't care. Huh. Yeah. So apparently she likes you more than us. Mm-mm. <laughs> she loves me more than anybody. That's true. Okay, that's fine. Stardust, what do you think about that? 
All right, thank you very much. <laughs> We're just going to thump that one out. But Wait, we need to ask her, does one thump mean yes or no? Ooh, yeah. We'll, I think we'll, two we'll thumps are no, because two two that's like, no. that's Grumpy Star. That's, yeah, that's when she's in a real bad mood. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, Ken's all bunnies now aside, let's talk a little bit more about, well, actually, let's get the story of Stardust, all right? Oh my god. Just real quick, how is it that we have I'm this bunny now? Get arrested. Nah, you didn't actually steal her. Uh I kinda stole my bunny. <laughs> Not really, but tell the story. So I was at a party in the guy's house that it was at. He's like an older man, he has like grandkids. But he has bunnies who had just had babies. And I saw Stardust and I was like immediately obsessed with her. And I was like <laughs> can I just take her home for the weekend? Like, I live in an apartment that doesn't allow animals, so, like, like I'll just bring her back, but I just love her. And he was like, you can keep her. I'm like, I can't. I'm going to bring her back. And then a week went by, and my roommate <laughs> at the time, she had taken one of the other baby bunnies. Named Fufu. Named Fufu. Yeah. <laughs> Fufu was such a sweet baby angel. I love Fufu. But... <laughs> um, yeah, so that roommate ended up taking Fufu back, and I just didn't. Yeah. And then, to be honest, I kind of disappeared from that house. Mm-hmm. Nobody really heard from me again. <laughs> or Stardust. Yeah, well, at least in that neck of the woods, because people have obviously heard from you now, and now you're on a podcast projecting yourself to the world. Right. In nine different countries, now including Tunisia in Africa. I don't know if I'm pronouncing really? that right. So Tunisia. Tunisia? Yeah. That's it. So, you know, if you're from Tunisia, give us a little shout-out if you want. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. But anyway, so start, that happened in Hiram, correct? Hiram, Utah? Where Stardust was born. Yeah. Yes. All right. But now let's talk about you, Kenz. Where are you from? I'm from beautiful Thousand Oaks, California. Oh, yeah? Yes. Well, what's Thousand Oaks like? I mean, I've been there. <laughs> but but I have Right. So. so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally thousands of oak trees. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it lives up to its name. Well, just 1,000, actually. No, just one thousands. Thousand. If it's not thousands oaks, it's thousand okay. oaks. So whenever another one is planted, they immediately have to cut another one down. The fires usually thousand. do it for them. Mm, yeah, we do yeah. have a lot of fires. Um, I love it. I think it's beautiful. Um, the roads are really smooth. It used to be one of the safest cities in America until a mass shooting a couple weeks ago, which was really devastating. Um, and it also made the top ten snootiest cities in America list as well. Really? Yeah. Cool. So how about that? But your yep. family, I wouldn't consider them snooty really at Are you all. sure? Yeah, I'm really sure. Mom, <laughs> maybe, I, think, I think you're a little snooty. <laughs> maybe some exceptions. We'll have to see. <laughs> But Just kidding. My, parent, my yeah, parents no. aren't at all. <laughs> uh-uh, not at all. And in fact, like, actually the house that you guys live in, I think, kind of proves that. <laughs> so you guys moved back into Thousand Oaks because you lived in Draper for a while. No, we lived in West Valley. West, that's no, right. West Jordan. West Jordan, yeah. I lived in West Jordan. For you, like a year. Yeah, for like a year. But it was when you were in kindergarten because when you moved back to California, they made you repeat it. No. Backwards? Yes. Okay, yeah, so you moved... I was in Calif- in California, I was in kindergarten, we moved to West Jordan, mm-hmm. and they made re- me repeat ca- uh, kindergarten. Right, so that was a little trying time for Kenzie, but after that year, she moved back to Thousand Oaks, and lived with your aunt for a while, right? While you guys were getting into the house that you have now, but what's the story of that sure. house? Yeah, Got so house. we bought the house that had a lot of fire damage, my dad's a contractor, <laughs> mm-hmm. best one in the world, mm-hmm. um... 
and he remodeled our entire house, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful now. Yeah, so your dad, an amazing contractor and whatnot, Yeah. and uh, also one of your, your very best friends. So, Ken's, what is your favorite memory with your dad? Um, ooh, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's my, he's the best. We he used to have a sailboat that we would go out like oh, every cool. weekend mm-hmm. and go sailing. Um sometimes it would just be me and him that went out and it was just I don't know. I don't when we hang out we don't say much. Mm-hmm. But it's just the best. Yeah, I understand that. So, I think we're the same person. But I think it's something that we kind of all have in common here, and that, I guess, is the stone that's being passed. And we'll go back to Thousand Oaks in just a second. But, John, do you have a favorite memory with your dad? Um, My dad and I have done a lot. I was actually going to say we have a stone to pass right there because we don't say a lot when we're together. Really? Yeah. And my dad and I, it's, it's just very uh, nonverbal with what we do. Mm-hmm. But I think favorite memory with my dad... Right after I graduated high school, um, so I went on a senior trip to Lake Powell with everybody, but then when I came back, my dad just took me and him, and we went to Oregon, and we just drove up the coast and spent, I think it was five or six days just driving around Oregon, Mm -hmm. and just, like, having that one-on-one time was super fun. Like, we were in the tent one night, and it was freezing cold. We were in Tillamook, Oregon, (laughs) and I took a a snap of us, and we were both wearing um, (laughs) beanies that were, uh, what is that game called? The birds that fly. Angry birds. Angry birds. Yeah. Angry birds beanies. <laughs> and so the two of us are like shirtless and just boom, take a snap of the two of us. And so That's really just like, sweet. Yeah, just like messing around in Oregon. Oh, I think that was really fun. Man, we should do that. Yeah, for sure. John, you want to come? Heck yeah. All right. <laughs> but, you know, that's... um. I, one of my favorite memories my dad actually just like one-on-one time. It's kind of weird, but it was right before he left for Afghanistan. He wanted me to learn how to use a weed whacker around like uh, age 12. Yeah. yeah. So he told me all about two-stroke oil and what that was. <laughs> Mixing it. <laughs> or sorry, yeah. two-stroke gasoline. Yeah. And like how to mix it, how to do that kind of stuff. And then like just showed me how to start it up and then actually what to do. And he was like, Yeah. I mean, I kind of figure nobody ever taught me how to do this, and I've always just wanted to teach my sons how to. So. <laughs> but it meant a lot to me right there, too. Like, he took the time to do that. And then, like, another one of my favorite memories actually has to do with passing stones. <laughs> so I had passed a 6-millimeter kidney stone, and, like, it was that was a rough one for me. Like, I had a little bit of a kidney infection with it, too. Like, had to go to the emergency room and whatnot, even though I don't really feel like I had to. I don't know. It was just kind of, like, this big hassle. But, like, when it finally did pass, like, I put it in a baggie. <laughs> and, like, I left it on my counter. Like, I was going to send it to a urologist. And my dad walked home, and he goes, oh, my gosh, like, who lost a tooth today? <laughs> oh, no. And I handed it, and I was like, Dad, that's my kidney stone. And he had, like, the biggest look of, like, sadness on his face. He goes, I'm so sorry I did this to you. <laughs> it's like, I created you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was so funny, but. You know what? Kidney stones and all, I'm grateful. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad. I'm glad. And this is about you, so let's get back to Thousand okay. Oaks now. You know the drill, Kens. What is your nickname for Thousand Oaks? I don't know. The (laughs) most perfect city in America. The most perfect city in America. Thousand Oaks, California. Or just T.O. Or just T.O. T.O. California. the locals call it T.O. Oh, how about that? Thousand Oaks. The locals call it T.O. 
Okay, whatever you want. All right. That works. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it could also be where the snooty people go. Where the snooty people go. T.O., Thousand Oaks, California, where the snooty people go. All right. Amen. <laughs> but all right. I'm, I guess we're on that now, and I guess I'm glad we got to know a little bit more of Thousand Oaks. Uh, but I want to know now, Ken's, uh, our get-to-know-you question of the day, all right? So I came up with this, <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's kind of a weird one. It's going to be maybe a little long-winded, but it'll be all right. We'll we'll uh, we'll get through it. So basically, let's say that you go to a, a like a psychic, which is something I think that you've wanted to do. <laughs> Just cut. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you go to go to one, and um, you are told, <clears throat> um. Kenzie, I can see the most vile thing. Not even vile. I can I can just see the worst thing you're going to do in this life. What is she talking about? What is the worst thing you are going to do in this life? Is it intentional? Uh, it could be accidental. If it's an accident, I'd probably be like killing a poor innocent animal on accident. Like roadkill? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did that once. Drive and by shooting. I still... No, what? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you just said roadkill. I don't know. Anyway, I get it, though. You hit it, okay? <laughs> On accident. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. I think that's the worst thing I could do. That is the worst thing Maybe you could do. Maybe make you Okay, but what about upset. intentional? Intentional. Huh. I don't know. I don't want to be intentionally pies. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a pie in someone's face that deserves it. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, well... What do you think I would do? What do I think you would do? I don't know. I feel like you asked this for a specific... No, I just... Like, you're looking for something. Definitely not looking for anything. But if I could think of the worst thing that you yourself would do, um, I think that it would actually be, like, you would find someone that you don't actually like very much, Okay. Like, and tell them how I feel. Because <laughs> that happens. But in a that way that's... More than words. Like, I think that you could be more diabolical than that. Because, I mean, you had a girl... Th- if you go back to Sydney Bennett's episode, I think it's episode 17, you hear how Ken's had somebody throw a pie in, a, in his face because he had cheated on you? Something like that? Well, no, he just broke up with He me. just broke up with her, <laughs> but... So I feel like something like that would happen. Like, you would find a way worse than words. To actually tell someone how you well, felt. Like a flaming bag of poo on the front porch. No. Something like that. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that, but something to that extent. Okay, but That's what we would is, do. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like three flaming bags of poo. <laughs> <laughs> the thing oh, is, man. like, there are plenty of people that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I necessarily, like would even tell them that I don't like them. Or, like, I don't know. I think if I were going to let them know, I'd probably just say something. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, because it can be totally fictional. It's just what I think, you know, what the psychic would have seen is that. But okay, great for you. For me, on the other hand, it would be a little bit different. So, you know my grandma. I do. She, back in Italy, like, uh, during World War II and whatnot, well, I guess after, because she was born in 42, but it's like, after, there's, like, a whole bunch of weird aftermath going on in Italy, right? Like, it's pretty war-torn and whatnot still. And so, like, she didn't have a lot of money, but she had noticed, like, her grandma was making money by um, reading, like, tarot cards for people. 
And she thought that it was just a load of hooey anyway, so she started reading tarot cards for people. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and just telling them their fortunes <laughs> and making money. But she'd always make them happy, too. Like, it, it worked out for everyone in the end. So I feel like I would do something kind of like that. <laughs> swindle people out of their yeah, money, but make them happy. Swindle people out of their money, but make them happy at the same time. So like, it's that's not really swindling. Thing. Yeah, I guess not. Except, I'm, I mean, I'd still be lying to them in some way, shape, or form, I guess. I guess. So I guess a lie is the worst thing I would do. But I also was reading this thing the other day of somebody slamming the new Conan. Like, he wrote a really bad review in the Washington Post. And then I thought it was really weird, because at the end of it, he goes, you can tune into Conan at, like, 11 o'clock on oh, this yeah, channel. That's weird. I thought, that's kind of rude to do Aww. at some point. Like, this is the worst show you could ever do, but you can watch it here. <laughs> but you can tune in, right? Right. Which I guess maybe helps Conan in the end, too. Like, people will be curious and actually tune in. But yeah. at the same time, like... I wonder if he hired the guy to do that. It's possible. You never know. Never know. So, Conan, if that's the worst thing you did, just let us know here. Uh, you can always hit us up at any time. But, John, what do you think the psychic would say about you? I'd run from the cops. Run from the cops? Well, that's a good one. Probably because I've done it before, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's, but why are you running from them in the first speeding. place? Just speeding? Yeah. Oh, speeding okay. or... Um, it's nothing like no abuse or, like, um, what can I think? Like, domestic violence or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... Some stupid law, speeding or, like, trespassing or nothing that would hurt anybody. Right. But just just because I get, like, a, I don't know, like, like a thrill or, like, an adrenaline rush out of it. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. I get that. So it's not anything, like, super uh, harmy or harmful to anyone. It's just you're out running the car. Yeah, no. If anything, it's harmful to me. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, self-inflicted, whatever, it's fine right. for me. So. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. But, uh, Stardust, what do you think is the worst thing you would ever do? That was... Holy crap, that was yeah. five. That's pretty dangerous, and I think all she was saying was I would attack the man that I love the most in John Downing. Please, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, this anyway. is, oh, sorry. Let me rephrase my story. I'd be running from the cops with Stardust in my passenger seat. Uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> my right yeah, hand. Buddy. I would yeah. be. <laughs> I would be the one calling the cops on you. If you had Stardust. No, she'd be totally safe. She's just my. She's my side. Buddy. It sounds like you stole her. No, she. Well, I came over and asked my take. I guess uh, that would just be the stone between kick. you two. Then so... you both stole Stardust. <laughs> hey. <laughs> We stole Stardust because Stardust stole our heart. I think that Stardust would have an anxiety attack and then have a heart attack. That would be very sad. In a high-speed chase. But in, like, a perfect scenario, I'd, like, talk it up and she'd be super excited. Okay, good. (laughs) At that point. (laughs) But, so, anyway, um, well, I guess, you know, maybe, maybe that, that's just where this is going, right? Like, is it, is it okay to steal a bunny? Yeah. (laughs) But beyond that, I mean, we want to know other ethical questions, of course. And so John came up with our, is it okay to question of the week? And you know how that works, Ken. I do. So this one, I know I've always said that I would, um, that I think everything's okay. This one's kind of questionable, actually, because, and it's not like it's anything weird. Well, not like it's anything bad, but I just think it's weird. I don't really have a stance on it. But with you being an animal lover. Yeah. When animals pass, sometimes people take their animals to a taxidermist to completely, like, stuff them so they can have them for the yeah. rest of their lives. Is it okay to do that? No. Okay. See, and, like, <laughs> normally, normally, like, I'd always play devil's advocate and always say yes, but I think I'd have to agree with you on this one. Mostly because, 
like I have I respect animals more than I respect people and I think mm-hmm. they need to be Ditto. I think they just need to be uh, put where they need to be not where they shouldn't be yeah I just think it's creepy it's honestly too. especially if it, it is a pet like someone you I mean like an animal that you knew <laughs> and now they're dead but we're, don't worry we're gonna have just like you still uh. here in the room with us it, like, same thing with me and Ashes. I feel like, you know, if Grandma dies, like, are you going to stuff Grandma and put her up in the room with you, mm-hmm. too? Like, what's the point in that? That's the thing. Like, it's super... I mean, I'm, like, really against hunting. I know that there's a lot of great benefits and whatever, but I'm very <laughs> against hunting, and people who, like, hang, the like, their trophies, like, I'm... I think it's so dark and twisted and, like... I don't know. Like, why do you get a thrill out of, like, literally ending something's life? I don't get that. But, I mean, I'm from L.A. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's how I was raised. I, I can't eat meat. I don't, like... <laughs> well... But it just, it feels so, like... Like, it would feel really haunting. Like, you walk in your door, and then you just see, like... Like, for me, my last dog, Rock... Like, if Rock was just, like, standing there, I would just feel, like, instantly depressed all over again. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want that reminder, but they, my parents did cremate her, and they have her ashes. Yeah, I still think it's kind of odd. I don't mind, like, holding that up to I a collar. Still... Like, you have her collar. Yeah, I have her collar. And that's something to me that's, like, that's more sentimental or whatever else and almost more impactful. But, I don't know. Even still... Well, my thing is, like, on a spiritual sense, like, every animal that you own, just every animal together, just like people, they all have their own personalities. Yeah. And so once they pass on, like, their spirit moves on as well. And so yeah. all you have left is, like, just their body, their, why can't I think of the word? Anyway, their, like, yeah. carnal. Like, their vehicle, like, their, yeah. you know, their their earthly vehicle. And so, like... Stuffing them, it does. It's not gonna bring them back. Like, right? You can still like sense their spirits and whatnot. You can still feel mm-hmm. them, but like, looking at their body is not okay to me because yeah. it's, it feels dark. Yeah, yeah, it's twisted. But well, so I think that's the first consensus. Not okay to we've ever had. Serious. So what a stone to have there. And then um, <laughs> anyway, eventually, Ken's fact of the matter is, we all we all pass on animals and humans alike, and one day you will too. That's usually how we end up transitioning into this next spot is by telling people that they're going to die. <laughs> but, so anyway, Ken's, we, um, we're going to write you your obituary, like, you know, we do every week. <laughs> every time we do this show. I shouldn't say every week, because it's a podcast. People don't do it. I don't know. But anyway, every time. every time. Yeah. Like, we do every time. This one is going to be the most uncomfortable one for me, because I don't like thinking of you dying. <laughs> and... John, I guess because she's your wife, too. I assume you don't either. Not that I like thinking about anybody dying, but it's... Yeah, this one's, like, really close to home. Sometimes when it's just one of your sales buddies, I don't have a relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kill them all. <laughs> well, no, but... Uh, well, I think that's what Kill you're saying. Kill people, not um, animals. Kill people, not animals. <laughs> but anyway, so um, we're going to get to that right now, and... Uh, Enjoy, um... 
Oh, sorry. We're going to get back to this and then enjoy Kenzie saying hello from the other side over and over and over again for the <laughs> next couple minutes. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> hello from the other side. Hello from the other side. Hello from the other side. Welcome back. Uh, Kenz, how was your wait? Great. Oh, good. I'm glad that you... <laughs> I talked to Donovan Mitchell it. the whole time. And only one you bad did. thing actually... happened. Oh, yeah? Her chapstick was messed up. <laughs> yeah, you messed up her chapstick. Okay, I did mess up her chapstick, and she's pretty upset about that. <laughs> but it actually has to do with uh, my obituary a little bit, so... Um, do you want me well, to go first this time? Um, Mine's very short. <laughs> yeah, you can go first. Okay. That way we can finish off with a bang with your legit one. Yeah, it's not I couldn't legit. think. I didn't want to actually write one, so I wrote a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Spencer told me before he didn't want it. He wasn't going to write one. Yeah, too so. <laughs> so, all right. This is for Kenzie. Kenzie's haiku: Thanks. fighter and lover, animal supporter too, forever always. <laughs> <laughs> Love Swedish Jonathan. I love it. <laughs> Amen. That's all I want. Yeah. Actually is what mine says. So. Yours is the same? Yeah, pretty much. Not a haiku, but it's Kenzie Lee Maynard Holsey has officially passed away after a career of saving and rescuing countless of helpless, cute, little, innocent animals. She loved her career passionately. However, there was one day that a cat accidentally got into her chapstick Ruined the whole thing, and Kenzie, not really angry at the cat, more just at the chapstick, started waving it around in the air, screaming like crazy. There were some people that were against animal rights that believed that she was trying to incite a riot, and so they figured that they had to take her down. They did so with a trank gun that was filled with just a little bit too much trank for Kenzie's body. She died instantly. And, but what the people didn't know was that Kenzie had trained the animals that in the case of her death, and they were witnesses to it, to free themselves and to get to a safe place and destroy anyone that doesn't approve of animal rights. This they did in the most polite way possible as she had trained them to do. <laughs> her final words that she had written out in a will were, Spencer, don't forget to feed Stardust and steal another bunny if you ever miss me. Amen. Amen. Okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. Neither one of us actually wanted to write it. I was just speaking what came. Yeah, I know. I spent a long time. Haiku! Yeah, with the haiku in that. But even still, Ken's, do you feel okay about it? No. (laughs) You saved a lot of animals in both. (laughs) No. Okay, we're going to do this round two another time. <laughs> we'll rewrite your obituary. Well, I mean, eventually I'm going to have to do this round two another time because I'm not allowed to die before her. So at some point this is going to be for real, you and I think what? I'm just going to send him the haiku that John wrote. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and that'll be it. <laughs> I'm but. just really confused about my chapstick. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You were mad at the cat for eating it. I wasn't. I would never be mad at a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Do you even know me? Well, so apparently cats outrank a husband, because when I mess up the chapstick, it's upsetting. When a cat does it, she can't be mad. But um, A cat doesn't know better. Well, those are still some wise words, at least for me to know and understand now. (laughs) And anyway, let's hear some wise words of encouragement, which you know exactly what that word means. That'll go out to our listening audience. And for those listening for the first time, encouragement is just Kenzie's final words she wants to share with you guys 
uh, today in this podcast that have to do with either discouragement or encouragement, just anything for encouragement's sake. So, Ken's, uh, what do you want to say at the end here? Okay, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, <laughs> save the animals. And that's it? Literally, what else is there? <laughs> save the animals. Literally, what else is there? Uh, and to that, we would say, keep listening to Passing Stones with John and Spencer. Hashtag T.O. <laughs> Hashtag T.O., what the locals call it. T-O-H-O. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Cut that anyway, out. <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving everything in. So, <laughs> until next time, Yo Paso Piedras. Yo Paso TNR. And together, we are Passing Stones with John and Spencer. Good night. Help. Yeah, really. <laughs>